is finally over. Oh. Ferociously entertaining. A dazzling escape. Wow. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. <laughs> you like that, right? I'm Michelle Mendoza. This is My Michelle Live. Thanks for joining in the fun today where we're going into the weekend with a little entertainment review. We're going to look at some movies you may want to see. We'll uh, share some movie news, uh, entertainment news, and get you plugged in to what you might and uh, may not want to be associated with. And I do it with my friend, the one and only and the very cool Adam Holtz. I'm pretty cool. Plugging you into the movies, this is Adam Holtz. Hey, Adam. Hey. Good to connect with you again, my friend. I, uh... I hope in the core of my being that we can be ferociously entertaining today because <laughs> I actually feel like I want to put that on my mission statement. Now. Right. That's Ooh, come on, come on. You know what? I think everybody needs a trailer. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, a yeah. genuine, honest one, though. You, would that be nice? I mean, it would make dating a lot easier, you know? Holy cow. Boy, Means well, we but kind of boring. Let me, and let me just say, <laughs> I got married when I was 34, so... Someday when you need stories, <laughs> I can provide them. All right. So what would your trailer have been? Oh, I think awesome but humble pretty much Ooh, captures it. I like it. that. Awesome but you know, humble. There's some some paradox there, and I like to think I'm a person of maybe ferocious paradox. <laughs> I don't know what my trailer would be, but uh, I'm kind of afraid to know. But that's okay. I think everyone should have a trailer. I really do. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see a few trailers today as we look at some of the movies that are out. And there's a lot out. Where do you want to begin today? Well, I think we have to start with redeeming love because that may be a longer conversation than we normally have about a movie. Okay. Do you mind if we talk about. watch the trailer then? Let's just take yeah. a look at, at the trailer. Um, and then we'll parse this one through, folks. Here you go. The trailer to Redeeming Love, which is out now. Told your mother I could take good care of you. I love you more than anyone in this whole wide world. Her mom was dead. She'll be better off here. No, she won't. What's her name? You can call her whatever you want. You'll be my little angel from now on. Angel, how did you end up in this place? She doesn't talk about her past. You got any big plans? Plans? She can't keep me here. You forget where I found you, Missy. I made you a princess. Feel the power, Angel. The only girls who leave here are too old, too sick to work, or dead. I'm gonna kill you. Do it! You are not hidden. She's something to see, ain't she? There's never been a moment you were forgotten. Yes, Angel. You are not hope. No one gets within a foot of her for free. I have to meet her. What's your pleasure, mister? I didn't come here for the bat. I hear you're gonna marry me. Take me away from here. 
give me the life I deserve. Mm -hmm. I've got too many demons. I don't know how to love. You do not choose the life you have, but you can choose the life you want. And that's just a little bit of Redeeming Love, and it's uh, based on a Francis Rivers novel, but it's actually the Francis Rivers novel is based on something a little more biblical, and and yes. that's the biblical story of Gomer and Homer. Homer Gomer and Hosea. Hosea, sorry. Gomer, Hosea. No. Thank you. Gomer and Homer would be interesting, too, though. Well, I actually called him Homer earlier today. Uh, did so you? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, basically a story of um, of a man who was in the Bible told to marry a prostitute to right. uh, show that struggle that God has with us and un and with Israel, an unfaithful people, you know, loving, giving themselves up, not giving up, praying it through, forgiving a billion times. Um, that, that's really the basis of this. Again, nothing new under the sun. It's just a remake yeah. of an of an old story, and, and that's fine. This story is based in the Wild West. Let's hear a little bit about it. What do you say? Well, here's the thing. This is a Christian movie trying to tell a story from the scriptures, and uh, it's pretty compelling. I mean, I think even watching the trailer, you get a sense that um, there's a lot going on here. The characters are are pretty likable. Um, and the main the main story here, it's set in 1850 in Gold Rush, in the Gold Rush Times in California, in a town, in a fictional town called Pear O Dice, as in two <laughs> dice. Um, and this farmer, Michael Hosea, falls in love with Angel and feels like God has called him to marry her. So that's how it, it mirrors the biblical story. And yeah, and how often does God her. tell you to marry a prostitute, you know, and, and you fall in love? You know, it's, it's you know, kind of an interesting... That never actually happened to me. That gets back to... <laughs> okay, so. There were other times I'm like, I'm pretty sure God told me this, but she wasn't hearing it. But anyway, another <laughs> podcast for another time. Um, so... He woos her. She keeps going back to prostitution, not because, as I think we see with Gomer, because she's stiff-necked and rebellious and wants to sin. She's so damaged that she struggles to receive this man's unconditional love. Like, there's so much shame. There's so much trauma that she can't believe that he would... Uh, ever truly accept her. And the, one of the breaking points is we see that she's forcibly sterilized when she gets pregnant at one point, which is just one of a number of extraordinarily painful moments in this movie. And I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. And then this other homesteading couple moves there, family moves in, and there's a young woman who she thinks will be a better match for Michael because she can give him children. And so she feels shameful that she can't provide children. Um, here's the deal. Um, yeah, you're dealing with prostitution, right? It's going to be gritty just by definition, and we see a little bit of that there. We also see a little bit of scenes where she's totally naked and she's strategically covered by her hair, by furniture, that sort of stuff. But there's a long scene where she's talking to him and we know she's standing completely naked in front of him. Um, and it it's kind of erotically charged. And then later on in the movie, 
there are two really explicit sex scenes. And I say really explicit by PG-13 standards, but I've reviewed a thousand movies plus for Plugged In in my 20 years. They do things in this movie that I didn't think you could get away with in a PG-13 movie. And it's not just they go behind closed doors and the next morning we see them from the shoulders up and they're smiling and we know what's happened, right? There are two scenes that are both close to two minutes here with a lot of movement, a lot of facial expressions, a lot of skin. And I found it personally really gratuitous. Like, I don't think that we need to have this much really erotically charged imagery to tell this story. And my fairly deep concern is there are going to be a lot of people who like, oh, Francine Rivers, we love her. They're going to go to this movie and they're going to get totally um, just completely rammed into by content that is unlike anything I've seen in any Christian movie ever. So fair warning. And, And so on top of that, there's incest. There is child rape. There are people who get hung. There's somebody who commits suicide with a gun. Sorry, I shouldn't do that. Um, and like, there just kept being things in this movie that I'm like, holy cow, there's a okay. lot of content here. <clears throat> and no, you know, and I'm, I, I'm actually um, okay with a lot of those concepts because they're real. And, right. and on one end, I'm thankful that a Christian film is willing to take these things on without over sanitizing, which we can err right. on the other side and make it just, you exactly. know, we can make it like Noah's Ark where, you know, we have these cute little animals coming on two by right. two. Isn't this sweet? But we don't really talk about the devastation, the the death, uh, the destruction and the, the sorrow and the sadness that really accompanies this wonderful story of redemption yeah there's a wonderful story there but so we'll over sanitize it make it cute paint kids walls with uh these scenes from noah's ark which is one of the most uh, massive disaster human disasters of all time so we can do that and so we're 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 dealing with a a woman who's dealt with in this story real things of child rape and incest and and uh the wild west with uh, some of the gratuitous violence that may have been present in some of the circles and the hard life that's real we over sanitize it sometimes in in the name of you know just make it sweet and you know anyone can watch it so i'm i'm not opposed to to that but sure. there's a fine line isn't there between well, uh, so. exposing and making it uh and exploiting it yeah i think that's right and i think we know from a lot of research that there are a lot of men and more than a few women for whom pornography is a struggle i don't think i would go so far as to say the scenes are pornographic no. But I do feel like this could be, they are erotic enough that for those who have a weakness in that area, it could be a, a stumbling block. Yeah, uh, okay. It really, I think, could push people in, in a, a difficult direction with regard to that particular So concept. why make this choice? Why did they make this choice? To, I don't know. To betray it I don't this know. way. I am actually would love to ask the director that. I'm like, Boy, these are, and maybe it's an attempt to, to depict the goodness and the beauty of sexuality. And maybe there's an attempt 
to do that okay. with a kind of purity. But I think it's the nature of sexuality and, and of the God ordained sexual experience and its goodness is such that it's not meant to be seen by anybody else. And so True, but we're, we, yet we tell our stories through movies now. You know, it, yeah. let's take one of the most erotically charged books ever written, The Song of Solomon. Dude, that's a right. book in the Bible. And it, it is, is very erotic and very explicit. However, uh, you know, it is uh, as in the story between a man and a woman, a, a married couple showing, you know, the blessing and the beauty of sexuality. Great. But it's also in a, in essence told in code. So, right. so it's, it's the kind of, um, pomegranates and stuff. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of pomegranates and, and sheep. <laughs> And things. Yeah, so there's there's Im there's imagery, but it's kind of coded. So it's yeah. I would say you know maybe PG thirteen. Would you give the Song of Solomon if you were to give it a rating? Well, you know, if you were going to film it, it depends. It would depend on how far you want to go. Okay, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like the church lady clutching her pearls here. <laughs> but I also think that when we depict sexuality plainly, we have to ask the question. How are people going to receive those images on the other end? Yeah. And if there was an attempt to communicate the, the beauty and the goodness of the sexual relationship, um, okay, I, I can give you credit for that intention. I'm not sure the way they do it feels much different than a lot of other movies that have sex scenes, okay. you know? And so it's tricky. It's tricky. How do yeah. you shoot a Christian redemptive sex scene i'm not sure you can um and so maybe this was an attempt at well, that maybe you can you just have to you know you you you, you can i think you can you just have to be creative with it like yeah. the song of solomon was created with it now if you're reading the song right. of solomon i would give it a pg-13 if you were yeah, filming it uh well you would have to film it in such a way that uh you know it it's it, uh it's tasteful. And so right. there it is. But the, the movie itself, it is a beautiful redemptive story. And actually, to me, it does give a little more insight into what was what could have been Gomer's struggles. You know, we sure. see her as just this, you know, gratuitously careless. I don't really care about you. You know, I just you know loose person but did she really have struggles and, and some of the movies we've seen in recent years have given another side of the villain right um, with no and i think this one with just a touch more restraint could have and again i'm not editing it i'm not the movie maker i'm not making that decision yeah i think for the intended audience it's going to feel somewhere between shocking and scandalous. Okay, and, so, and, and it should because misogyny isn't something to wink at. Right. You know, totally. when you look at it, it, it looks all uh, well-produced and screen-filtered and everything's all perfect and beautiful and it's, it's titillating and all of that uh, on the surface. But like most things that aren't 
of God. Whatever's on the surface is not what's paddling beneath. Beneath the surface are little kids who are trafficked every day, who are brought across yeah. the, the southern border and disappear because they're undocumented into a world of horatious living. Yeah, absolute yeah. perversion. Um, we have the Epsteins of the world exploiting children, you know, because they have money and they can. We have women who are bad and raped and left for nothing and not appreciated. And we have right. love that is not truly love. So there's an ugliness behind this, the, the facade. And that's why, that's why we're talking about it now. Not because it's not yeah. a great movie, not because the love between a man and a woman isn't beautiful, but because the misogynistic nature of the portrayal of, of sex leads yeah. to absolutely horrific things being done especially to specifically to children and and yep. that's not okay and and so that's no. why it's worth talking about and why uh, it the that beauty between a man and a woman the way god designed it um it is to be celebrated yes absolutely and and it's a question of if you're trying to depict that artistically where's the line and I think I would have drawn the line in a slightly different place than this movie does. Have you seen it? Michelle? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've seen the trailer okay. and that's it. That, uh, many yeah. of the trailers and that's it. I, yes. I do want to see it. That would be, this would be a movie I think I would enjoy. Um, yeah. But that's why we have conversations like this. And that's why you can go to plugged in, um, plugged in.com. You can get your own reviews. You could, you know, see the, the reviews there. You can uh, look up other movies that are available and you can go into detail. And so that when you're going in, you can go, okay, I see where this is going. That's why sometimes watching at home is such a joy because in our household, yeah. sometimes when it just, it just goes too far, we just forward it a little bit you right. know and and you know watch the rest of the movie yep self-editing angel now we have software that can help you with those things too that's true so that's true that's those true a real benefit. so in in the end for those who can fast forward is it a movie worth watching redeeming love yeah i think so i mean i i love huge chunks of the movie it's just a question of what do you do with the stuff that's really explicit and okay then final scenes. question on this we've said this again and again as we've talked together for years uh sometimes the gratuitous nature of what you see whether it's violence or or horror or death or sorrow sadness is needs to be outweighed by the redeeming factor well this is redeeming love does it do that I don't know. I don't know. I've finished the movie in a very troubled place okay. because of how much of, of what we see that, need, you know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think this one's going to be a problem for a lot of people. Okay. It's going to be uh, interesting to see what people say. Uh, and I would love for you to see it and us to revisit this conversation. All right, let's do that. And where can we see Redeeming that, Love? What's that? Where can we see Redeeming Love? Uh, it's in theaters. So okay. it's in theaters today. All right. I'm not going to pay uh, to see it. They didn't send me, you know, and usually they'll send me a, you know, a screener at home, which I've really loved not having to go to yeah. theaters. Uh, sorry, theaters. Uh, but when we do see it, we will, we will re revisit it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what else is out there that is maybe worth a see or at least worth being talked about? 
So we have two other very strange kettles of fish to go with our first strange kettle of fish. Yeah. It's two movies. Um, one of them is called Belle. Okay. Uh, and the other one is called The King's Daughter. So Belle is a Japanese anime movie about a girl who loses her mom. She ends up kind of investing deeply in an online reality. And her character's name is Belle there. And she meets a monster who's called, I believe, Dragon. And there's a very loose Beauty and the Beast kind of-ish theme going on okay. in the context of this online world. So it's an interesting film. It doesn't have too much content. You'll either have to watch it with subtitles uh, or with um, with it being dubbed. Which is okay uh, so. because it's anime and if you have enjoyed right. anime. And there are some anime that I find, you know, kind of okay to watch. They're my fa- yep. one of my favorite things to watch if I'm going to maybe take a nap and watch a movie, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. One movie that, that, an anime movie that's kind of a classic, it's weird and is all kinds of spiritually weird, is... Um, it was oh now my brain just lost it uh spirited away oh yeah oh yeah there's a lot of spiritual stuff in spirited away yeah and and obviously you'll sometimes get some eastern spirituality that creeps in and um some people are going to say i don't want to be exposed to it i think those sorts of movies especially are great conversation platforms. Oh, and they're fascinating. I want to be exposed to it because I want to have an understanding. Spirited Away was, was like, uh, it's like Grimm's fairy tales to uh, the, the Asian world, to a Japanese culture where if you were to, we don't have problems with Grimm's fairy tales, do we? No, not really. But all they are is kind of, and some of them are, are spiritual in nature, magical in nature. They're fairy tales, they're folklore, they're stories that people used to tell. And uh, for example, and we'll get back to Belle in a moment, spirited away has a lot of those that I had never really experienced before. And I found them interesting and fascinating it wasn't preachy it was just telling these stories from a different culture and i find it interesting another way to relate to Mm -hmm. people of a different culture now having said that anime uh, some of that feel i find a little interesting i'm not a big anime fan but if you are or if you like like me like to put it on and take a nap too there are movies that are worth seeing let's take a look at the at the trailer Welcome to the world of you. You may not be able to start over in the real world, but you can start over in the world of you. With its unique body sharing technology, you was able to draw out a user's hidden strength. I can finally sing again. She made it on used global music charts, just as I expected. I'm so dead! Nobody in their right mind would ever guess that Bell's user is actually a mousy nobody like you. I guess it's true that everyone's hiding some kind of secret. Susie, something wrong? Why are you still here? Wait! Who is that? A dragon? This is typical internet behavior. Why does he do stuff that'll make people hate him? To preserve the peace in you, this creature must be disposed of. Who are you really? He's in danger. What? Wait! I have to help him. 
So, uh, Belle, uh, yeah, that's a, that's an anime movie right there. That's the kind of thing yep. on a rainy you know, afternoon when I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I might watch something like that. So let's let's talk about it a little bit more. Um, is it what we would expect from an anime film? Well, it is. And, and I'll qualify that by saying um, one of the concerns that we have expressed with anime over the years is that it's on a spectrum and depending on how far you go into that world, some of it can get more sexual. And sometimes you can get surprised by that. Yes. This is not that. Okay, this that's is good to know because terrific... it is truly an issue, you know, as long as we're talking about we have, we are way over-sexualized and we oh, have yeah. way over-sexualized children. Uh, was just talking with someone yesterday about how his, his uh, wife who is a teacher has been told, you know, you have to teach kids the he, she, we, uh, you know, you, gender is fluid, sexuality, yep. homosexuality at second grade. And you're like, they should be talking about how to read and, and write and, yeah. and do math and go play on the playground. Um, yeah. We've over-sexualized our, our entire world and anime is a weird place where you take a cartoon format and it is there's real pornography that yeah. is cartoonized in anime and it has become a problem for a lot of of people who now can't right. function correctly in the real world because they're in this virtual world this is not that film but it is right. worth worth talking about no, that's right. And I think, like anything, we have to be able to distinguish, you know, by degree that just because there's some anime out there that drifts into that territory, we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I think we certainly sometimes will see imaginative things that are just different than the way the Western mind works. And I think you get a taste of that even in this trailer. So apart from a little bit of profanity, this is a really beautiful film. And um, I don't have any huge like, well, it's too bad about all the sex scenes, you know, <laughs> because the rest of it's awesome. Um, this is a, if you like anime and you like this sort of imaginative idea of this girl, Suzu is her real name and Belle is her avatar. And somehow their avatars are magnify a gift that they have within them. And so when she says, I can sing again, so she becomes this massive virtual singing success and people want to know who she is in the real world. And so there's, there's all sorts of meta stuff. And by meta, I don't mean Facebook, but just, you know, layers of how technology and identity are stacked today. And these are the kind of stories we're telling because we have people living in an online world. How does that affect our identity, our sense of who we are? It's a movie that asks a lot of those sorts of questions. So that's good. I think especially if you've got a tween or a teen, um, it's really despite, and that's the other thing with anime it can look like it's aimed at young children, but it's pretty sophisticated and, this it's an adult format for the story. most part. It really is an adult format for the most part. And uh, by the way, if you're interested in looking or, or 
into the, some of the spiritual aspects and ramifications of the metaverse. We're going to be taking it on on SciTech Talk on Tuesday, so you can tune cool. in then. So, all right. So, Bell, my Bell is something I think I would watch. It's not you know yeah. something I'm going to rush out to theaters to see, but you know, right. But for me, it will be a rainy Saturday afternoon. I have nothing planned. I want to snuggle up and watch something, and maybe take a nap. So there you go. Yeah. Now, another film that's out that's a kind of a. a a weird one is the king's daughter the king's daughter um i had not even heard of it until you said yeah. hey let's talk about this today and i was like this i thought it was going to be an animated you just gave me the name in a brief overview and to co- come to find out there's some a-list actors in oh, yeah. this film it looks like it's really well done it's just a little odd let's talk about it and then we'll watch the trailer yeah, this is a another very strange film. It's a fairy tale set during the time of Louis the Fourteenth, who was known as the Sun King, in part because he ushered in an era of prosperity and sort of cultural renaissance to France. Now, they pick up with him. He's about forty years into his reign, and he's fearful that without his influence, France will fall apart. So, a little bit of kingly narcissism, <laughs> you know, creeping in there. And here's where things get really, really, really weird before they get sweet and and kind of nice. He has a kind of devious, wicked doctor who says, oh, you can live forever. All we need to do is capture a mermaid and sacrifice the mermaid during an eclipse and all of her magical powers will imbue you with eternal life. All right, well, that's a new one, right? Um, So they capture a mermaid, but the mermaid ends up becoming best friends with the king's daughter. And so it really is about the king's daughter's determination to keep her weirdly well-intentioned but slightly unhinged father from murdering a mermaid. Um, This is a strange story, but it has all sorts of spiritual undertones about eternal life, about playing God, about how far we go. Um, You know, my my compatriot, Paul Acey, who you say, you know, he could find a, a spiritual angle in a rock. He's written an incredible review, and most of it is some pretty deep observations about what's going on spiritually in this movie. So uh, it's another one that, you know, there's some suggestions of violence, and, you know, it's a mermaid. So mermaids, somewhere along the line, there was a memo that said they can't wear tops of any kind. So, you know, the long hair covering again. Um, but it's not, you know... If you survive Splash, you'll probably survive this. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Daryl Hannah as the mermaid. Um, yeah, another really good, if kind of weird movie with a lot of spiritual stuff you can unpack in it. Let's take a look at the trailer then. This is The King's Daughter. <laughs> You are leaving us, Marie-Joseph. Where am I going? To a lavish and glimmering hell. I'd always had the tales of Versailles. The stuff of dreams. You are something they can never be. An individual. This place is so beautiful. 
water. You should not be swimming in there. She called me. She's certainly not of this world. Nor am I. The creature will be killed, placing the life force into our hands. This is murder! She is your pet. She's all but human. The mermaid must escape the king. We're the only ones who can stop him. Do you believe in coincidence? Well, um, it looks well made. And Julie Andrews narrates. How neat to yeah. hear Julie. I, every time she yeah. pops up, you know, she's she's still relevant. I loved, I've always loved Julie Andrews. Yeah, I mean, it's another, obviously it's a period piece. And it turns out that the daughter is... Uh, probably an illegitimate daughter who has been raised in a convent and gets called to come back and be with her dad, the king. So uh, that is sort of hinted at in the beginning there. Uh, so it's really, it really is her story and it intersects this crazy, magical, mystical secret and she becomes the advocate for a mermaid. So uh, there you go. That, Excellent. There are probably people out there that are like, that sounds awesome. I've never seen anything like it. And others are like, that sounds weird. I'm going to go watch something else. Or there's people <laughs> like me that says, hey, I'll, I'll give it a go. That's, you Get know, a I, I, that's a kind of genre I like. And yeah, it, yeah. it, it sounds Plus, innocuous for the most Brosnan part. Brosnan with long hair. What's not to like? Right? Come on. Is he singing? No. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No ABBA songs were, were damaged in the making of this movie. <laughs> As we wrap up today, just a couple of things. Um Disney Plus uh, as a tribute to Betty White, uh, Big Aww. Cats. So, um, cat, Big Cat Whisperer, Betty White Goes Wild. I love it. So, that's what you can look for. Betty White Goes Wild as okay, a tribute. She's out. so, so, so sweet. If you want to be a lion backer, then listen up. This is my play-by-play -play guide to what makes a big cat a big cat. <laughs> she's just adorable uh betty white adorable. here we are just a couple days after what would have been her 100th birthday on disney yeah. plus you can see uh betty white goes wild and it may be worth seeing she's another classic like uh julie andrews just a, a incredible classic um maybe next week because we're out of time I would like to take on this film. You wrote a, a very good review on on this one, Going in Style, back in, oh gosh, it, it was a while ago. Um, Previously on Plugged In. Yeah, and it is actually a, a, an interesting movie, a mixed bag, so to speak, so maybe we can talk about it this week. That's that's definitely something that, that uh, might be worth a see, but uh, that was on my radar this week. But I'm going to end with my suggestion of the week, uh, another yep. another classic from another person who has left us, Sidney Portier, uh, an oh, old yeah. film to serve with love. Now, it does have some content in it. It's not gratuitous or graphic, but it does have some content in it that may be, I don't know, adultish. But what a story of another redemption story of a teacher, a black teacher in England in the 1960s, dealing with some hoodlum kids and turning them in 
to ladies and gentlemen. It is very, very sweet. I love this movie. Uh, if you don't mind a little retro, To Sir With Love. To Sir With Love is a special kind of motion picture, striking at the heart of what it means to be young. Emotionally, brilliantly, and provocatively portrayed. What are we going to talk about, sir? About life. Survival, love, death, sex, marriage. And to wow, me, watch that. to serve with love is also a real fun look into culture of another era. I mean, very much the dress and the way people talk, the the current events. It's it's fabulous. So that's my pick of the week to serve with love for adults. Yep. And my pick of the week is something totally different. It is Skillet's new album, Dominion. Hey, so, Skillet. Uh, yeah. Go Skillet. We All love right. Skillet. We are big Skillet fans. Um, John Cooper and his wife, Corey have been doing this since 1996. And this is, if you like their brand of hard rock and metal, I think it's one of their best albums. My son and I have been listening to it constantly. Uh, I reviewed it last week for plugged in. So oh, you what's the name of the, of the album dominion with a D dominion. Gotcha. Um, it's a terrific album. So check it out. All right. A little skillet. I, yeah. You know, if you like that and who doesn't, I mean, come on skillet. I mean, there are some people who might not, but uh, here's a little bit of skillet's dominion. Um, skillet's been relevant uh, well, years yeah. ago. And I'm kind of excited to see if they're going to make their way into relevance again. I'm pretty sure a pretty good album and uh, good music and always a spiritual content that you don't have to be afraid of so a few seconds there you go a little dominion for you from spirit so you that's the thing i wanted to leave you with today uh, that uh, plugged in you can get reviews of music YouTube channels, uh, books, video games, and of course, movies and television. So if it's relevant to pop culture, it's unplugged in. They're an outreach of Focus on the Family and everything they do and all the great things that they give to you for resources for are because of your generous donations. So give those generous donations and you can get a link at my Michelle Live. Adam, thanks for joining me, my my friend and in movies and so much more. God bless you. And thanks for being with us. Thanks, Michelle. More entertainment at mymichellelive.com.